time for Get Into Highland with host Chris Evil. Chris's guest this episode is Justin McLaughlin, owner of the Lloyd Theater and Matt's Family Fun Time. Get Into Highland is brought to you by Digital Arts. Digital Arts Sign and Graphic House in Highland provides the finest service for designs and layouts, innovative sign solutions, vehicle graphics, promotionals and banners, as well as glass decor and lettering. Their mission is to help Main Street USA compete with corporate marketing by providing skilled design advice, exemplary service, and the highest quality products customized to local businesses while rivaling big companies. Their vision is create a passion to solve the paradox of cutting-edge visibility that stands the test of time. Digital Arts is open Monday through Friday, 8.30 a.m. to 5 p.m. Contact them at 618-651-1500 or online at digitalarts.us. That's D-I-G-I-T-A-L-A-R-T-Z dot U-S. Digital Arts, changing the face of science. So get into Highland. This, it's an exciting day here at the Get Into Highland show um, where we have great conversations with business owners and other members of our great community. Today, I'm blessed to have the legendary Justin McLaughlin with me to discuss some of his latest adventures. <laughs> legendary. And what we look forward to in 2024. Oh, 2024 is interesting. So, Justin. Yes, thanks for having me. I'm happy to be here. Um, I wanted to jump out before we get too far into it and just just, just totally disclaimer that this is going to be hard to keep it PG-13 because me and you go way back. It, it, we go way we're back. We're going to give an honest effort here. I mean, we can, I mean, but it is, it's going to be a challenge. I mean, because we go so far back that I, uh, like, normally on normal conversations with you, I drop all the gloves and we, I lay, I lay in you. I'll be honest. I, lay, I leave you dirty voicemails. I have voice messages. <laughs> is this a dating I mean, service or what? Yeah, yeah. I've, I've got, because I get your voicemail all the time. Let's just explain. Like, because not only are we friends, we do business and we've done business for close to 15 years, probably. Yeah. It's been, it, it's, it's been a hot minute. It's, well, just so the audience understands who you right. are and what you do. Oh, right. What's, Sorry. I didn't explain your, that. Yeah, I assume everybody knows who I am because I'm freaking famous. You are the legendary. No, I'm <laughs> you said I was legendary. So I assume everybody knows who I am. Okay. So I am uh, Justin McLaughlin, my wife and I, and I got to always say that because, you know, credit where credit is due. Uh, we did um, pro- procure uh, the Lloyd Theater in 2012 and have owned that since, still do. And then uh, in 2021, we're able to venture off to a second company. And now we also own Max Family Fun Time, which is a family entertainment center and frozen custard shop and gourmet popcorn production facility um, here in Highland as well. So we own both companies. And so prior to owning the Lori Theater, Chris and I did a lot of business because I had a home theater company for over 10 years, which is how we actually got to Highland originally. Yeah. Is because I wanted um, to live in a house. My family was growing. We had our first kid and we wanted a, we needed a bigger house. We were living in Edwardsville at the time and we needed a bigger house, but I wanted to live in a house and be somewhere where I could have a sign in my yard. And that was a really simple, you know, unusual need. Mm-hmm. But whenever I would call to different including Edwardsville, who absolutely, you know, reamed me with angry letters when I put a little bitty sign in my yard at my current, at my existing house when I was there. I put a little sign in my yard that said, hey, call for home theater, you know, because back then, 20, whatever, 20, 2008, mm-hmm. or whatever year that was, 
um, home theater was a really good business. I was doing okay. You know, we like made money. We had, you know, a lot of good clients. And, um, but I really wanted a sign in my yard. Oh, uh oh, interruption. Pause. It'll be all right. You can edit this. Yep. We'll edit that. So, um, so I really wanted to sign it. All right. So ready, go back in. So I wanted to sign in my yard. And every time I called somebody like different municipalities to find out where that was legal, because obviously it was not, le it was not legal where I was. Mm -hmm. So I got in trouble, threatened with fines and et cetera. So my little sign in my yard had to get taken out. So I really wanted this sign in my yard, in a house where I could live and have my family have enough space. So I called you know, everywhere. And I was familiar with Highlands. I had some customers here. And I um, called the zoning person. I don't know, zoning manager, I guess, is the title of it, whatever his title was. But it's a gentleman named Kevin Limestall yep. at the time. And he was so nice to me. He was so nice to me. He rolled out a red carpet. He was like, not only can you do that, but here's a map with circle highlighted areas of where you can do that. And here's a couple of listings in those areas of some houses that fit your description. Hmm. Please come to Highland and bring us your jobs. He literally said that to me. He said that to me. Nice. Please come to Highland and bring us your jobs. Kevin is a really nice guy. Yeah, he was great. He's retired now. Yeah. Uh, he's retired now. But, um, but I do credit him for that story because if he hadn't have done that, I doubt we would have moved here because I really wasn't considering Highland initially. Um, because it, it's a little bit off the beaten path, um, but I did have customers here and I was familiar with the town. And, um, so, uh, so yeah, so we looked and, and, and we moved here, uh, then the rest is, the rest is history. But, but back then, I guess my point to the story was back then, uh, you and I were doing business then as well. So even before I owned the theater, we were, we were doing business. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then the theater, when that popped up, right? that was, that was an amazing adventure because I remember you, I mean, it was almost condemned. because It was, it was condemnable. It was condemnable 100%. It was um, in really bad shape because of, um, well, the, the companies who owned it just let it go. You know, <clears throat> there was no reason to invest money into it. Mm -hmm. And um, so the, um, so yeah, it was in really rough shape, but the, but the, the mayor at the time, the late, great uh, Mayor Michaelis, rest his soul, uh, was, was really adamant about wanting it to be, stay, stay, wanting it to stay open. And so he worked tirelessly. The city manager at the time, uh, Mark Latham, worked tirelessly with the mayor uh, to, to find a solution. And um, yeah, it was a huge, huge undertaking, but they, they made it happen. So we became like basically, you know, um, willing pawns in their, you know, efforts to try to get the theater to be, to be salvaged. We want the theater to be there, but we don't want to operate it. Right, yeah. <laughs> we got to find some suckers who are willing to fall in love with it and try real hard. And yeah, we, no, but we were, we were very willing, uh, willing participants because we wanted uh, a solution to our problem. And our problem was the home theater business was extremely plateaued. Like there was no way I could have grown it any bigger because it wasn't duplicatable. Like nobody, I couldn't pay anybody enough money to care as much as I did about the customer's experience and about their, you know, satisfaction and happiness and things like that. And, and because it just wasn't duplicatable. So, 
So while I was able to take care of my customers, I was never going to be able to, you know, have a savings account or retire or anything like that. So um, ironically, you know, the the theater wasn't either, <laughs> either but 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 it was better than what I was doing because um, what I was doing with the home theater business and going into people's homes, I would spend uh, without exaggerating uh, three hours a day in a truck because I was driving so much because the customers were just all spread out all over the St. Louis area and um, including way West County, like Chesterfield, Wildwood, you know. That's where, that's where all the money is. That, there's a lot of money there and that's who could afford me, you know. And so I would go out there, uh, town and country, I had customers. I mean, I had customers all over the place, but you know, I had a few here too, um, but a lot of them were spread out. So I was driving my ass off and definitely burned out on that um, and, and, and wanting something that was a more you know sustainable solution where I could potentially um, duplicate myself and eventually after many years of working at the theater I did eventually figure out how to you know get other people to help me with it <laughs> yeah. I think, um, do you think that the home theater business has changed a lot since current technology is oh there is it's gone it's, there is it's completely gone there is no home theater business anymore the uh, I got out in the nick of time like when I got out we got the theater in 2012 and immediately started working on that. And that became my, my full-time situation. I initially thought I could do both. Uh, I thought, oh, I could run the theater and that would give me clout and make my home theater business even better. But once I got the theater going, I realized really, I'm like, no, 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 I'm not doing anything else. This is all encompassing. It's all in. So, so we, uh, we didn't bother trying to do anything else. So I got out of that other business pretty quickly and uh, tried to pass on customers to other people that I knew stayed in it. Uh, but even those people, I believe, are out of it now because there's the um, the ability to buy a gigantic TV, uh, land it on the Internet mm -hmm. and control it is now so easy that uh, any anybody, a person can do it just by watching YouTube videos or whatever they want. You know, they can do it. So yeah, it's pretty much controlled by your phone. Anymore. Yeah, everything's on the network. Your phone is on the network. Um you know, so yeah, I got out of it at the exact right time because you know there was it was only going to spiral downwards after that. So, yeah. well, mm -hmm. anybody listening that hasn't ever been to the Lori Theater, I mean, it's, it's what are you worth, doing? No, <laughs> it's, it's worth the trip. It's it's better than. I mean, you can go to other movie theaters, but at the same time, when you see a movie there, it's it's like being with family. Yeah, they treat you very well. They have mm -hmm. great concessions. Right. Um, the staff's always awesome. Yes, we do. Uh, we do uh, beat them. Um, <laughs> no, we stopped beating them. Um, they started protesting and they started to form a union, and we had to stop beating them. But they, um, but no, they do a great job, and we do, um, we do feel very uh, much that we're able to instill that family value you know, into the staff to where they do treat everybody really well and they do are they are happy to be there and they want the customer experience to be paramount and to be, you know, um, what everybody's focused on and, and we do our best to keep the prices low. We're fighting that fight every day. Um, you know, which has been hard. Oh, interesting. Let's talk about the theater surviving COVID. Oh, because yeah. that's a that was yeah. a thing that happened because COVID happened. You couldn't, <laughs> you couldn't even sit in the theater. You know? No, like uh, the COVID closures were exactly a year and a half long, a year and a half of closure. So, 
uh, so how does a movie theater survive a year and a half of closure? Well, the answer is they don't. A lot of theaters didn't make it. Uh, but uh, we did because of a couple reasons. One, um, the bank was on board to help us, like, give us deferment, like, you know, which was great. Mm-hmm. So they were helping us initially right out of the gate. Um, and then uh, the government had programs for specifically for movie theaters, which we were able to participate in. And that was key. If it wasn't for the government support programs, which were both at the federal and state level, um, mostly federal, um, and then um, outside, and those were those were absolutely important. And then outside of that, it was uh, creativity and stick-to-itiveness and um, you know work ethic, things like that, that we were able to find ways to generate income, you know, keep the staff you know, on, on payroll, um, you know, stuff like that. So we were able to figure, we figured out how to make and sell frozen custard. We figured out how to make and sell gourmet popcorn. And so what happened was at the end of that year and a half, we literally had a tax return because guess what you're doing pandemic or not, you're still filing your taxes. Mm -hmm. We all know that game. So we had a tax return. And so we went to the bank and went, Hey, look, the movies are coming back in a couple months. We need to get the theater ready, but look at this tax return. We made money while we were closed. So you guys should give us a loan so we can start another company and take these products that we're selling and move them to another location. And then the movies will come back and then we'll have two companies. Isn't that a great idea? And they went, yeah, I guess. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. Our bank is great. Uh, our banker is great. So um, I'll plug them, I guess, because they're local. Uh, we bank with Bradford, and um, our banker's name is John Keevan, who I guess, not coincidentally, has gotten promoted recently. So I don't even know if he's really my it's, banker anymore. It's probably from the deals with uh, Max Family. Yeah, he got, he got so much clout from <laughs> saving the theater and starting Max Family Fun Time. He got so much clout from that that he got promoted, and now he's not even at our branch anymore. Yeah. There you go, John. There's how's that for a plug? John is an awesome dude. He is. He's an awesome dude. Um, so um, anyway, <laughs> yeah. So the uh, so Max started uh, as a really interesting silver lining of COVID. So if you think about that story, mm-hmm. Max existing is a direct silver lining of of the COVID closure. So it, it is really interesting. Now we did have Max in planning process pre COVID. So we were we did have Max in like a cooking status. Mm-hmm. as a concept uh 2018 uh is when we started that because we realized around there that the theater was going to plateau and we we still needed more personal income because the theater is a labor of love and while we can make a living we didn't have things like savings accounts or retirement and things like that which obviously you want when you're starting to approach 50 which i'm rapidly approaching <laughs> <laughs> I appreciate the th- yeah. I'll take the I'll take the the thirty year old bald man. Sure, that's fine. It's all good. It is, and we all know that fifty is the new forty. So that, suck true. on that old age. Yeah. Um, PG thirteen, PG thirteen. Um, but the um, what was my point? Oh, I've lost my train of thought. Just silver lining of COVID. It was, and so. um, oh, we wanted we wanted more income, and so that was the point. Was we we needed a business that we could control. So the interesting thing about the movie business is that you own the theater, but you don't control the movie business. Yeah, you don't get to choose. The you don't get to choose anything. You don't. You, you could choose <laughs> how much you charge for popcorn. Yeah. 
and, and we make that as cheap as we can where we can still keep the lights on, but that's, that's it. Like we don't choose anything having to do with movies. We can't control Hollywood. And we knew that that was 2018 when we were having these revelations and realizing we needed something, another business that we could control. So 2019 was our best year ever. And then at the very beginning of 2020 COVID hit. So it was really, um, fascinating, you know, roller coaster of, 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 trauma yeah that's the word i want <laughs> it was a traumatic yeah. <laughs> roller coaster because here we are planning for max and then have a great year delorean best year ever and then immediately are shut down you know for what seemed initially to be a week and then initially a couple of weeks and then initially a month and then pretty soon it's a year and a half later yeah it was it was a talking to covid it was it was a interesting time uh, difficult for a lot of people. Oh the yeah, in our community, the it seemed like the stores and retail did okay. I, I hope that there was some people who did okay. I mean, I I I know that there are, there were essential people who, you know, got to work and were able to keep working and stuff and, and things like that. But it, but it was a struggle for a lot of people to say nothing of the of the literal you know pandemic <laughs> to, say, yeah. to say nothing of the health industry and you know I'm sure the. Um, the hospital, any hospital worker would be happy to wax poetic on what happened to them. But, you know, it, it was a tough time. But, yeah, I think that we're really grateful that, you know, uh, we were able to get through it with not only the theater, but now, you know, land on the other side with a, a second company. And, and, and that's not lost to us. We understand that that is important, you know, important to recognize that. And, um, you know, and, you know, you know it's, it's, it's nice to have, you know, something now that we can control and, uh, it's a new launch. I mean, it's it's taking a long time to get it off the ground, but but it will go. I mean, it's it's definitely got a great proof of concept. Uh, when customers come, they're really happy. So, yeah, it, it Max is a good experience. Mm -hmm. My kids love going there. Um, mm -hmm. the, the arcades, pretty top notch. It's not like going to your run of the mill arcade. Mm -hmm. um, the games are pretty interactive. They enjoy playing them, and then mm -hmm. they just installed that new playground. Right, the playground's great. Now, playground was a game changer for us. We um, we knew that uh, getting out of the gate. So Max is interesting because it's a constant changing situation because we everything's on a shoestring, right? Because we didn't really, when, yeah, the bank got us the property, but but outside of that, we didn't really have any substantial, you know, funding to build everything we wanted right away. So everything is like piecemeal. So like one month we'll get like the arcade and the next month we'll get uh the pizza oven and the next month after that we'll get the gourmet popcorn stuff installed and the next month after that we get you know this other thing another freezer or whatever you know what i mean so it just kept piecemealing together and uh and so the, the culmination of that is 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 learning you know where the really bad um problems are and then trying to fix them as fast as possible and so when we first opened we had these bounce houses which um Speaking of COVID, was uh, an acquisition from a company that did not survive COVID, uh, and so I bought all their inventory, including these bounce houses. Uh, they were out of St. Charles, and um, uh, so we had these bounce houses, but we could only fit. So I acquired like when I when we got all this stuff, we acquired like five bounce houses. Well, only two of them would fit inside mm -hmm. um, because they were so big, and and we didn't the bounce houses. We owned them before we had the building, so you know, we didn't like plan that, you know, that was just kind of what we had. So, so, you know, it was, it was a great to get out of the gate and have something to do, but it was also really quickly obvious that it was extraordinarily limiting. 
because the problem was um, we wanted to focus on birthday parties. That was another thing that got added. So like <laughs> every month something would get added, you know, and so things just kept changing. And so it was like almost like reinventing the business repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. Yeah. And, and so getting rid of these bounce houses was really important because um, they were limiting in capacity. And so you could only have, uh, let's just say like eight or 10 kids on each bounce house. Well, if you, have, if you have a warm birthday party with let's say 20 kids, well, now the bounce house room is closed right. because if some if, you know family walks in off just a regular walk-in, they can't go play because there's too many people. You yeah. see what I mean? So, so it was really limiting in capacity. So the great thing about the playground and the reason we, we focused so hard on getting it as quickly as we could um, was because we knew the capacity would be very high. And so the capacity for the playground is actually 75 people. So now you can have a birthday party of 20 kids and you can have people walk in off just regular walk-in traffic and it's fine. You know, it's fine. You don't have to worry about, you know, any conflict of, with that. So, um, so yes, yeah, so that, that's, that's really the, the main um, win out of the playground was it eliminated our capacity issues. And now we can do things like, you know, post a field trip or a big group or, you know, things like that. And it's, yeah. and it would be fine. Yeah. And that's good. Is having field trips come in are, um, I'm sure that's that's a good game changer for the downtimes of the year. Because I mean, yes. the kids are in school. It's it is. It slows down. Yeah. So like, uh, so we had a really great when the playground got installed. It was July. So we had a really great July and August, and then we knew September and I'm sorry, October, September and October would be a uh, down. Um, but the good news is is that even that down was still better than our numbers pre playground. So we we are doing much, much better from a, you know, gross revenue standpoint, even in the slower months um, yeah. because of the playground. So, yeah, so it's, it's definitely a, a game changer. And, and we're, uh, in fact, we had a meeting last night with our, some of, some of our uh, investors um, just touching base and, um, you know, we're already talking about the next, the next attraction. So, mm -hmm. you know, so hopefully in the next few years, we'll have some more solid plans on the next attraction. Uh, and I, I see you as a future as Walt Disney of Highland. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. I, I think that's a little bit of an exaggeration, but I, I, I will take it. We no, we definitely feel that there's there's a, a niche. We when are we going to build Epcot here in town? Yeah, we're going to build Epcot. That's only a matter of time. No, I think that um, you know, I I I do think that you know our our priorities are you know keep the lorry open no matter what. And, uh, and continue to try our best to, to make it better. Um, and, and we talked about like next year, you mentioned that at the beginning of the program that you know, eventually we'll you know, get the Lord back to pre-COVID levels. And, and, I, and, hope, and that has to do with, this, it has to do with Hollywood. You know, it's not yeah. really us. I mean, obviously our community is here and wants to come to movies, but. It's, it seems yeah. like those streaming services have really focused back on putting things into the theaters. Fortunately, oh, yes. Yes. Fortunately, yes. So the, the studios who are, are the streaming services, they all own the streaming services. Every studio has their own, which is just ridiculous. But, you know, here we are. So, um, so yes. So what's happening is, is if you take a movie, like we had several blockbusters this year. I want to say my favorite one was the Mario movie. So if you look at Mario, Universal owns that. So they gave us um, a really excellent theatrical window for that film because they knew that they, with doing so, they would make the most money. And then when it did, they did put it on their streaming service that they would make more money. So, so the order of operations of going from, you know, theatrical to streaming 
is is starting to finally sink in, you know, to their, you know, business plan essentially. Except that was all COVID. Going back to that again, yeah, was kind of the preemptive. It pushed them into that because Disney wasn't going to release anything on Disney Plus, right? then they had movies that were just sitting there, so they started releasing them into yeah. the system. Yeah, and 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 so you know, in their defense, it was the perfect excuse because this is the kind of thing they wanted. So the studios and the theaters, you know, and obviously we're just a, a very very small drop in a huge ocean. But the but I do understand that the theaters and the studios have always had this conflict over what's called windows, which is how long a movie can stay in theaters, and, and it's been going on since I've been in the business. Uh, you know, I, I, I've been, you know, privy to that argument. It's an argument. It's not a conversation. It's an argument. And, um, and the studios just, they want to do whatever they want. And so COVID was the perfect excuse for them to do whatever they want because the theaters couldn't complain because they were closed, you know? Yeah. And, and so, um, so yeah. And in fact, I, I just said really nice things about Universal with Mario they were the first ones to to throw the gauntlet down and, and say it doesn't matter theater sorry but we're not worried about you right now we're worried about ourselves and and it was the the, the movie trolls it was a, a, the second trolls film mm-hmm. and so it was towards the beginning of the pandemic uh, and and I know this because I remember very distinctly having already purchased uh, trolls kids packs which are these like uh, little boxes with trolls decorations on it and it comes with a little little cup that's trolls you know themed and stuff. And those cost us a crap ton of money. I almost, I almost cost. <laughs> those cost us a lot of money, and uh, and I remember just being so angry at them and so offended that they would do this to us. Because I'm like, I've got their kids packs, and I remember really distinctly wanting to go to the convention because we have a convention every year for the theater owners every year in, in April, and I, and the studios, uh, well, of course, that year was canceled, right? You know, but you know, not I didn't know that at the time. But the studios uh, are there, and they have a um, uh, a presence, and they usually present. They present to uh, to the theater owners what they're doing, and, and it's like a little um, schmooze fest. You know, they like say, "Hey, here's what we're gonna do for you guys this year." And we all go, "Yay! You're lying, but no, it's fine." But we, but it is. It's an interesting. It's an interesting convention. But uh, but yeah. But I remember really this being absolutely a hundred percent committed to bringing my kids packs to the convention and I was going to walk up on stage during the, and get, you know, get arrested in, in Vegas, right? <laughs> I was going to go up on stage and just dump them on the stage and protest, you know, because I was yeah. so pissed that they would take the movie to streaming. Of course, that was a completely moot because it was a year and a half closure and there was no complaining. <laughs> so, and they were justified in my opinion at that point. But, but yeah, it was, it was a tough, tough time. Did you end up being able to get rid of them? Or? Oh, those kids back down. I don't remember. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, don't I might have just thrown them away out of anger. I, I really there don't recall. There's another Trolls movie coming out. Well, no, it's, we already came out. It's, we have it now. Uh, in fact, it's in its, I think it's in its third week. We're actually uh, holding it. We held it um, because it did well. Um, but, but here we are. That's a good example, actually. They're back to theatrical. They released this movie theatrically. And so thanks Universal for playing ball again with us and you know, but yeah. but that's just one studio. Like the rest of them all have their own issues. Like Disney's issues are very public because they're such a big conglomerate and, and they've their issues are are a talking point on on any, you know, uh, media choice, pick your poison, you know, they'll talk about Disney and uh, and rightfully so because they are 
they are almost a monopoly. Like there's Disney and there's everybody else. So Universal, mm -hmm. you know, trying to compete with them, like with the Mario movie, for example, that is still, uh, I don't want to say, uh, I mean, they're, they're competing effectively, I think, but it, it's not, I don't want to say a fair fight yet. You know, I mean, I really don't think that, I don't know the numbers off the top of my head, but I, I still don't think that they are the size of Disney and, Disney and scope. Yeah, scope is, I mean, the Disney's, when you think about Disney properties and how much they own, it is, it's mind-boggling. Well, I mean, they have the Marvel franchise and they have the Star Wars franchise. Exactly. Like the two they have the Disney Animation, they have Pixar, they've got, you know, it, it just goes on and on. Yeah. It, it's ridiculous. The, um, well, um, not to keep you for here for the whole day, Justin. So I oh, we, I, I, yeah, I didn't know how long we had. So I'm just. I would say, uh, let me ask you a couple questions to bring it home back to Highland because this yeah. is supposed to be about Highland. We've been talking about you know so, Hollywood. So screw those guys. So let's. Uh, let's <laughs> what's the best improvement in the last five years you've seen in the city of Highland? Mm, that is a great question. I am ecstatic about all of the, and I mean just over the moon, about all of the great investment in our downtown square. I mean, these guys, like Shafley, um, you know, Mr. Yeah. Fry, uh, Mr. Roy, whose last name's escaping me, um, uh, he's a restaurateur who owns Tolligan's. Uh, that guy's a heavy hitter. He's doing all kinds of great stuff. So I'm a huge fan of all these guys, um, of what they're doing down there, and it is incredible. And I am, uh, and they've been great to us uh, here, at, you know, at the Lori, you know, being their neighbor, they communicate with us, they, they, you know, help us, um, you know, the, the Fry properties uh, with, with uh, you know, the leadership of, of Gail, um, that he's done an incredible thing when he, he, he was initially going to try to fix the Eagle Inn, they had a great plan, and then eventually through their exploratory you know, demolition of, you know, cleaning it out and fixing it up, it just became very clear that it was a moot point. The bricks were too soft. Mm -hmm. And and that was sad. That was sad. That's not what they wanted, you know. Uh, but eventually they had to bring it down. And of course, we were attached to it. And so that process, while nerve wracking, was also very good because of how well they did it. You know, they did such a great job and they communicated so effectively with us and they were so, <coughs> excuse me, um, they were so uh, generous with their time and generous with their, you know, um, you know, uh, and caring about how well it looked afterwards, and you know, really, you really gave a darn, you know, and uh, again, preventing from cussing, but they they really cared, and 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 I'm really I can't say enough about them and how well they did with that, and 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 how well cared for we felt through that process, yeah, because we were attached uh, to that building. So yeah, it looks really good over there. It looks great. And it's only going to look better because eventually they're going to build something there. and It's going to be terrific. You know, yeah. um, you know, uh, I don't know exactly what they're going to build there yet, but I do uh, understand that uh, their budget that they had approved back when they were doing the Eagle Inn restoration, that budget was huge. It was a massive, it was millions of dollars. And so whatever they put there, it's going to be top notch, very nice. Yeah. And, uh, and it's going to be great, you know? And so then across the alley, the other way, you know, that's, uh, you know, Mr. Roy, as I was saying, uh, who owns Tulligan's. And if you just go into Tulligan's, spend five minutes there, you'll be blown away. I mean, the, the place is gorgeous. I mean, yeah, what they've they done there is gorgeous. They did, man, it, it was, it's, it's a huge facelift. Though. Huge facelift. And, and, and so he owns several, I don't know exactly how many, but I want to say several buildings mm -hmm. that he's also putting that same kind of love and care and, 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 and quality into. 
And so, you know, as those continue to get finished, we're going to continue to see more and more, you know, just quality coming into that downtown. And, and, and whether it's a restaurant or whether it's a shop, it doesn't matter. It's going to be terrific. And, and, and I just, I'm just, uh, if I had to nail one thing, that is just huge. And we're going to continue to see the ramifications of that investment for years, for, for years, we'll see those ramifications. Yeah, and it's it's adding to people coming in the, the mm-hmm. tourist attraction. Not to say that they're coming and staying overnight, but you get people coming in to Absolutely. have dinner, Absolutely. Uh, visit the theater, visit. Yeah, there's a there's a bunch of other venues in town that are. are well, coming. one of the biggest pools in town right now is Wix. Mm-hmm. I mean, they they have one wedding and they'll have 500 people stay in town or whatever. You know, yeah. hundreds of people. Yeah, I mean, it's incredible. I mean, what they've done. The, That's the, another one. The um, what's your favorite restaurant in Highland? Is that's a great question. Um, man, oh god, you're gonna throw me under a bus with that one. I'm, I, I, I am, I'm really, I am high on Shaffley right now. Oh man, I love Rail Shake right now. I've had some really great meals there recently. Yeah, they're good. They're- uh, I, I really, uh, I, I often will take uh, if I have friends or family visiting, I will often take them to Urban Farmhouse. Yeah. I'm still a huge fan of their fried chicken. I mean, they just they do something special to that. There's some lovely sprinkle on there. It's so good. It's so good. So, but you know, but there's and but you know, I just talked about Tulligans a minute ago. That's fun. Yeah. So you know, you really there's so many right now, and it's only going to get better. There's more coming, you know, and it's just terrific. I mean, um, yeah, I, it is. That's a hard one to nail down. I, I, uh, a more specific question would be like something more like, well, who's the best fried chicken? Okay, well that you can narrow down. Who's the best pizza? You know, you can. So there's there's some yeah. competition. Like, who's the best burger? That's a good one. What do you think about that one? Who's the, the best, best burger, burger in town? That's, I mean, I do like the smash burger at Southeast. That's really good. Yeah. Um, um, I can't think of the E.L. Flanagan's. Flanagan's. Yeah. They've got a good burger. Oh yeah. They've got a great. Now those guys have been there for a long time. Yeah. yeah they have so a, they have awesome. They've got a history of that burger, and it's yeah. good. It is good. The um. Well, I mean, we, there's great pizza in town. There's there great sit-down restaurants. I mean, Michael's is a staple of Highland. For That's a, you know what? It's often overlooked. You know, I mean, um, my sister, uh, who owns the music school, is a huge fan of that place. She loves them. She loves, they've got a piano player in there that she's friends with, who's this really interesting, um, you know, elderly lady who, I don't think it's offensive to say that she's elderly. She's, she's elderly. She's, you know, she's- hey, you'll senior. be there soon. See, I, I'm going to be there next year. <laughs> next year, I'm a senior. No, but, uh, but she's an interesting lady because she's got such great stories and she's an incredible musician. And she just sits there and I don't know, remember when she comes, but she's there on a pretty regular basis and yep. plays there. And, and we, it's incredible to go there and just have her there. We had dinner there one night and she brought a girl up that I think one of the daughters of the Michaels, and um, she sang beautifully. It was amazing. See, that's what I'm talking about. So that's the, that's exactly what I'm saying. So like that kind of that's why my sister's a fan because they they do have like classical level music, you know, pro level music there, and that's unusual. You know, I mean, sure, you might have a, a cover band at Flanagan's, which is great too. And don't get me wrong. I mean, I, but I love but, some out of the crew. But yeah, but at, at, but at Michael's, you can get classical piano and 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 it's a different ambiance. But no, I, I think can, that's a great point. You can dine and actually get smarter. You can get smarter, yeah, because that's right. Because classical music makes you smarter. Kids, remember this. <laughs> okay. Well, one one last question. Okay. To kind of close out the show here. All right. Who's your favorite superhero? My favorite superhero? That's kind of an easy one, isn't it? I mean, uh, 
you know, pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe, I did read comics as a, a young adult and a young person. And I, I always loved Iron Man. So I guess without much hesitation, I could go straight to Iron Man. Um, but I also, I had quite a few Batman comics also. And I do uh, enjoy the, um, the Tim Burton Batman films. Those were great. Um, as a you know, young person, those were pretty epic. Yeah. Um, pretty monumental. So, so you know, but I, 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 on top of that, I was still. Then there's similar characters if you think about it. They're actually not too different. Yeah. Um, but uh, but I do, I do. I would have to say Iron Man would trump uh, Batman in, in my specific. If I had the same one, if I had the name one, I would probably say Iron Man. That's good. That explains mm -hmm. a lot. I mean, you are. That's that's a your creative endeavor meant you're you're kind of that Tony Stark spirit. Yeah, except minus the alcoholism. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you're almost 50. You got time to work. On yeah, that. I get to work on that. <laughs> All right, man. Justin, thank you for being with us. Uh, yeah, it's been fun. I hope everybody enjoys listening. And, uh, you know, go Bulldogs. I know this is a Bulldog substation, right? It's the Bulldog station. Yeah. So, um, you know, I buy the spear wear for my kids and, you know, force them to wear it. Wear this. Yeah. You will have pride. Yeah. So, thanks again All for right. having me. All right. Thanks, Justin. Bye.